Hello, hello, hello. I hope everyone's doing well. I'm super, super, super excited for tonight's workshop. If you are on the East Coast, it is 7 p.m. If you're on the West Coast, it is 4 p.m. And if you're like me in Chicago visiting home, it's actually 6 o'clock. So it's me, Danny Tan, Leadership and Career Coach with Latina Professionals. Super excited for today's Latina Career Connect workshop. I'm going to go ahead and just say some hello. So let me know in the comments where are you joining from, what industry you're in, and what you're looking to learn today. So I'll give everyone a second just to kind of drop in and say hello. Where are you visiting from? Awesome. Hello, hello. Yes. And then if you want, just share hi, Martha. Let me know what industry maybe you're in and then what are you looking to learn today? So today we're going to be talking about promotions, strategies for advancing your career. One of my favorite topics. It will be a blast. Super excited. Oh, Chicago too. And Virginia Beach. Awesome. Yeah, I'm originally from Chicago and I moved to New York about, oof, I don't know, like 11 years ago. I went to school in Arizona too. So have bopped a bit around. Hello, Dallas, Texas, Silicon Valley. Amazing. Keep them coming. Love it. Chicago. Woo. Oh, we have all of the shy towns. Okay. I see California. Great. Bay Area, Los Angeles. Oh, here we go. Oh, we're going fast. Okay. Central Valley. Awesome. PR, Irvine, Rhode Island, Bedford, New York. Amazing. New Jersey, senior account. Awesome. Florida, career transitioning. Love it. LA, Las Vegas, Pennsylvania, Florida. Awesome. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Pittsburgh. Great. All righty. Rhode Island, Chicago again. Love it. Okay, perfect. Yeah, everyone drop in where you're, you know, tuning in from. Anything else that you want to share? If you're open to connecting, let's do it. So just for me to set the tone for tonight and what's going to go on. So what I typically do is I'll run through the first 15 or 20 minutes on the presentation, walking through everything. I'm going to put the comments to the side, but I want you all to keep going ahead and blowing up the comments with any questions that come up, any thoughts any feelings, anything like that, go ahead, be super active. This is a community and it's super inclusive, welcoming, positive and warm. So just know that I'm here for you and we're all here for each other. So go ahead and network, build relationships, connect with whoever and go forward in the comment section. But I'll put it on pause for myself and then I'll check back in towards the end and we'll go through a Q&A session. I'll answer any and all of your career questions. And if I don't get through your questions tonight, I'll actually follow up and reply at some point in the next 24 to 48 hours. So don't worry, you will get your questions answered if we don't get them answered during the live today. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Okay, cool. I'm going to go ahead and pull up our presentation. So I'm going to put this to the side. Lovely. So today we're talking about how to get a promotion strategies for advancing your career. And then again, I'm Danny, leadership and career coach, and we are super, super excited to kick off this event today. So a little bit about me. I'm a leadership and career coach, primarily for women of color. And I'm here if you're looking to pivot careers, get promoted, expand your leadership skills, or find your voice here to help. 
Over the last decade, I've honed my pivot and promotion skills into the first generation Asian Latina leader that I am today. And I've developed my framework just so I can help me change careers as well as many of my clients when it comes to going across so many industries, public relations, sales, merchandising, e-commerce, you name it, all while achieving 11 promotions in 11 years. So today's topic is promotions. Let's just say it's one of my sweet spots and all with an unconventional background. And I really, really found that most of us, you know, have it within us to achieve our dreams, but always have the tools or role models to get there. So, you know, for more scope about me, my parents, my father is Filipino Chinese. He immigrated here in the States um, right after, you know, university. And then my mother is from Puerto Rico and she also immigrated here around that time too. So they both been in Chicago, which is why I'm originally from Chicago. And then I went to university in Arizona and then I moved to New York about 11 or 12 years ago. So I'm visiting Chicago now because my family is here and growing up and been super, super fortunate to have so many cultures and backgrounds that I have been fully exposed to both, which is amazing. I'm super, super proud to be an Asian Latina and to be a leader and to create visibility for everyone else and to know that we can go ahead and climb that corporate ladder. So today is going to be a really, really near and dear topic to me. Great. Amazing. So how to get a promotion. I'm going to go through two different parts. Part one is preparation for getting a promotion. And then part two is strategies for securing a promotion. So before we go through these tools and frameworks, the things that I will let you know is that out of my 11 promotions that I've received, not a single one of them were ever handed to me. I never just was walked in one day and was told, hey, guess what? You're getting promoted. Every single one of them, I actively was a participant and advocate for myself to drive them forward. So I'm going to take you through the frameworks that I've used and created for myself and that I always also use for my clients and my coaching. Um, and then just for perspective, I'm a global VP um, of a company that has a lot of brands. So I have definitely, definitely um, worked in lots of different environments. I've worked in startup environments. I've worked in big corporation environments. I've worked in um, environments where I'm, I feel like I'm the only one. I've worked in environments where I felt more seen. So, um, so let's just say there's been lots of different ways that I've been able to approach and broach this. So super, super excited to share these tools with you. Okay. Part one, preparation for getting a promotion. So the number one key is to have a goal, right? So what is the role that you're looking to go for for your promotion? Whether you're looking for a lateral move, which is maybe you want to move to a new department and have a gain, a new understanding of something new, or you're looking for a role that you want to go up into. Let's say, for example, you know, you're an associate who wants to go into a manager role. You're a manager who wants to go into director role, director who wants to go into VP role. Understand what is the role that you want to go to. So either doing research of what is the natural next step for you or understanding how is it structured at your company, right? Or if you're looking to make a career pivot and get a promotion, okay, and change careers, understanding what is that role that you want to go after. So number one is understanding what's the title of that target role. And then the next thing is understanding what is the roles and responsibilities of that role, right? So what is the scope of that role? What is the day-to-day -day of what they're doing? Are there any requirements for that role? Are there any skills that you have to, you know, maybe you currently have need to refine or that you need to grasp more on? So could it be organization? It could be strategic planning. It could be um, organization. It could be, you know, big picture thinking and goal setting. So understanding what those things are, that's number one. And you want to also understand, right, 
in your current role and your current title compared to the one that you're targeting? What currently overlaps, right? And then what is, where are the gaps? So you want to see, okay, if I'm currently in my associate role and I want to become a manager, I see that there's overlap. I'm basically doing 80% of the manager role, but I'm still an associate. What is a 20% that I'm not doing that I need to start to work towards in my plan? So it's just good to identify like what you're already crushing it at versus what you still kind of need to work at. The next part is timeline. Understand what is the timeline that you want for yourself, right? Like what is the goal that you have? So if you're currently in your role now and you're like, hmm, in order to make sure I feel like I need to be at a year mark, I should be in my new role or in a year and a half or in six months, whatever that target timeline is in your mind to have that written down and to understand how to create a plan to get there. So you've identified your target role. You've identified the rules and responsibilities to get there. You've identified any gaps, right? You've identified what you want your timeline to be. The next thing to do is number three is you got to find your sponsors. So it's one thing just to have a plan of what you want to do, but you have to vocalize it and go to the right people, right? So there's a couple things. One, it's going to your manager and being transparent and understanding, okay, is my manager a key stakeholder who is held responsible to help me get my promotion, right? But sometimes, a majority of the time, it's more than just your manager, right? Because your manager typically has to go to HR to get things approved, or your manager might have to go to his boss to get things approved because there's layers of either approvals for salary, for budget, for roles, for headcount, for availability. So all of those things are really important to know. It's good to identify who is responsible for giving me the green light to getting promoted? Because typically it's not just one person. It's actually more than one person. And you want to flag that because when we do part two of your promotion plan, you'll see why that's super, super crucial. You want to make sure you're gaining advocacy and sponsorship, not just from one person in the party. You want everyone in the party to support you. So that way you're not further delaying your approval process. Okay. And then expectations, super, super important. So now you have to understand what are the expectations to get promoted? You have a vision in your mind of where your current skill set and roles and responsibilities are and where your gaps might be, right? But you want to make sure that's also aligned with the stakeholders who are responsible for getting your promotion. Because if you think you have to get these 10 things done, but your manager and your manager's boss think you have to get down these 15 things, then you have a gap there and you're not aligned. You don't want to have any surprises when the time comes to evaluate yourself for a promotion. So it's important to make sure everyone is super transparent, super clear, and super aligned on what it takes to get to the next level. Lovely. Okay. So we're going to go to part two, strategies for securing a promotion. So you have done your homework, right? You've done your homework. You understand the role, the responsibilities, all of the things, your timeline that you need, your sponsors, right? What is required? What are the key KPIs? And those things could be when we said key KPIs or, um, you know, it could be you have to hit a certain sales target. It could be you have to have a certain customer service score. It could be, you know, so many different things, but you want to really nail down what those metrics are with your manager and your manager's manager or HR to make sure you have a clear, clear plan. So this is number one of securing it is you have developed a plan. So you have your target role and all of those things. So when you're meeting with your manager and your manager's boss, you can say, okay, we have sat together, we have aligned. 
this is the role that I'm trying to hit in a year. Here are the roles and responsibilities that I have to still achieve, but that I'm currently doing. And then on top of that, okay, here's how I'm going to get to those, those things that I need to align on. Here's the pan, the pan, the plan and path forward. But the thing is though, you don't just create a plan and leave it and meet in a year, right? You have to keep at it. So the thing is, is building relationships is number two. Building relationships is crucial because you can be the hardest working person in the room and you can check all of the boxes, right? But if you don't have that relationship with your boss, your boss's boss, whoever it is that is in charge of the green light of getting your promotion secured, you're gonna have a hard time pushing it forward, right? Because at the end of the day, they're the ones that hold the keys to get that signed, right? Because we're within a corporation, we're trying to figure out what are the logistics of making it move forward. And that's one of the pieces. You can work super hard, you can do all the things, you can check all the boxes, but the person who's responsible for signing the piece of paper and getting it approved, we have to make sure we're building rapport with them, we're checking in with them. So I always say, if you don't have a weekly touch base with your boss, meet with your boss weekly. Meet with your boss's boss once a month. So that way they both know, what are you doing? How are you keeping up on your promotion plan? What are the new initiatives that you're pushing forward? How are you growing and showing your value and what you contribute in order to get that promotion? And the best way to do that is to create visibility for yourself and nurturing those relationships. Number three is developing skills. So for example, if you went through and you talked with your boss, your boss's boss and yourself, and you're like, okay, we know that there are these two gaps you have to work on. One is becoming stronger at presentations. Number two is, you know, learning more about X, Y, and Z Google ads, let's say. So, you know, you have to take the initiative to learn and hone those things and more. What are you going to do in order to help develop those skills? Are you going to shadow someone at work? Are you going to take some online courses? Are you going to attend some workshops? How can you kind of seek those opportunities out so you can start to grow and develop those skills so you can show, hey, we talked about a plan and I saw that there were some gaps and I'm actively working towards them to make them better. Number four is a big one, communicating your value, right? Again, I hear it time and time again. Everyone's like, I worked so hard. I did all the things and I don't understand why no one, you know, acknowledges what I'm doing and recognizes it and is promoting me. Got to communicate your value, right? got to keep track of all of your achievements, all the things that you're doing that are amazing. And I know we think and we assume that, hey, I'm doing all this amazing stuff. My boss keeps telling me, oh, you're doing great. Oh, you're doing great. But sometimes our bosses, those who are in charge of our promotions are so focused on either company-wide goals, company-wide initiatives, or honestly, they have their own things going on, that they don't always keep track of every little thing that you're doing, right? They like know you're doing a good job, but maybe they don't see how much weight that that carries and how much value that brings. So it's our responsibilities to advocate for ourselves and to practice communicating our value. So either in those weekly meetings with them or monthly meetings with them, you're saying, hey, this is what happened last week. These are the things that I accomplished. These are the things that I'm working towards. And you really want to showcase yourself of, this is what I'm doing. A lovely thing that I love to do with my clients is do a weekly wins list. So put on your calendar once a week. You can keep it in a Google Doc, whatever you prefer, a Word Doc, a notepad, anything, but keep one running list 
where every single week you put down your weekly wins. So that way you have a running total of all of your wins that you did. So when the time comes to either meet with your boss, meet with your boss's boss, do your review, you have it all documented in one doc, everything that you crushed in the course of a month, three months, six months, a year. And now you don't have to go back and try to think of, okay, what did I do? You have it in there of, oh, I increased the sales by this, by doing this promotion. I improved the customer service score by X, Y, and Z. Um, We had increased conversion by X rate. And those are the things you kind of want to keep for yourself, not even just for your promotion, but just in general for your career. It really, really helps you to have everything in one spot. So with all that said, the things that I really, really would say is you have to promote yourself. The biggest things to take away from this is don't wait for your next promotion. It's not going to be handed to you. If it is, that's amazing. But majority of the time, we have to really advocate for ourselves and present and come to our bosses and say, hey, I'm looking to get to this role in the next 12 months. How can you help me get there? I looked at my current role and responsibilities and where I'm at. I looked at this role and the rules and responsibilities. I think that I'm already doing X, Y, and Z, and I'm looking to fill these gaps of the 20% by doing these trainings, these responsibilities, how else can you help me get there? They're going to say, okay, that's your goal. That's where you want to get. Let's go ahead and create a plan or free to get there. If for some reason they're not, you know, down to do that, that's what we have to start asking some questions and, and getting some feedback. Okay. How come you're not open to that? What's going on? And that's the things we have to understand. So if there's questions on that, throw them in the comments. And then the next thing is, this is a huge thing. Asking for a promotion isn't about being greedy, isn't about being, you know, selfish, isn't asking for too much. It's about advocating for yourself. It's about highlighting, vocalizing what you have achieved, what you have worked hard to do. You are not, you know, being greedy by saying, I would like to get a promotion. I'd like to get more money. I'd like to have a higher title. If you are doing the work and you're contributing to the company's goals and missions, this is a form of advocating for yourself, which I think is super, super empowering and that we should always practice, whether it's in our professional or personal lives. So like, why not? And then the next thing I would say is, you know, drive home. This is coming back to the value. Drive home what you've done relative to the desired goal. So like, what are you doing? What are your weekly wins? What are you doing to help drive to that goal and connecting the dots? And then just show up in alignment with the role that you want. If you want to be a director, then bring that director energy, do that, do show up as a director, right? Um, If there's any roadblocks, if someone is saying to you, oh, well, we're not doing promotions this year. Okay. I'd like to understand, you know, why is that? It's okay to question those things because you just are coming from a place of curiosity to understand what's happening there. And then you want to keep following up. So if you're like, okay, if you said promotions are on hold for six months, when can I revisit that with you? If they say, oh, revisit it in six months, you revisit it in six months. You can even check in at three months and say, I just want to check where the status of things are. And that's just more feedback for you to kind of evaluate where you are. But the biggest thing I would say when it comes to promotions and leveling up is advocating for yourself, knowing what you want, and creating a plan forward to go forward with it. Awesome. Cool. So my question for you is, what role do you want to pursue? If you know, and if you do, And what steps can you take to achieve it? I think that's just something to kind of, you know, walk away and reflect on is what role do you want to pursue and what steps are you going to be able to take to achieve it? Um, Amazing. Okay. I'm going to open it up to questions and answers. I just spoke a lot. I'm going to go to the comments and see what's going on. Okay. 
Amazing. Okay. I did. They, they were 11 years apart. <laughs> so one for every year. Um, I basically, my whole career have, I get into one role and then I am looking for the path forward to the next one. Um, for me, it just always comes from a place of, I like to learn and I like to grow. And, um, usually within like the first three to six months, I'm like, okay, let's go. What's, what's the next step? And I look at what that title is, look at what the responsibilities and I create a path forward. So hopefully that helps. Amazing. Manager looking for a director role. I love it. Okay. There is no promotion opportunities in my department. Last year I applied for a role in another department. It wasn't selected. I feel a little uncomfortable applying for another role in a different department. Okay, great. Um, I'm sorry that it happened. I guess there's a couple questions that I would ask. Um, the first one would be the role that you applied for and wasn't selected. I'd, I'd be curious of like, what was their feedback as to why you weren't selected in the sense of, was it because they were like, oh, we found someone else had closer, you know, skill sets with the role or what was the reasoning why? I think that would be interesting to know. Um, and then uncomfortable, you know, I would, I would ask yourself, why do you feel comfortable applying for another role, right? If there's an opportunity available and you obviously are working hard and have the skill set to do so, it never hurts to apply. No is just feedback, right? So whenever, you know, we're reject, like in a sense where we're like rejected or we're told no, the first thing I always come at to is like, okay, thank you for letting me know. What could I do to help fill that gap for next time? I'm looking for an opportunity next time. What can I do differently or what additional, you know, education or training do I need or how else can I prep? Because by receiving that, the next thing you can always ask for is feedback as to where the gap is to help kind of hone that in. But I wouldn't be shy from, you know, reaching out and learning. The other thing I would say is if you're nervous about applying directly to a role, let's say you're applying for a role in a different department, I would even just have a conversation and network with people in that department. So either set up a, um, a conversation with the person who's a hiring manager for that role. Like let's say it's a hiring manager, you reach out and say, hey, it's me. I'm interested in the role that you have opened on your team, but I'd love to just chat with you more about it. And then that way you're not even directly applying yet. You're actually just having a conversation with them and you can learn more about what they're looking for in the role, how the team is. And then you can pitch yourself and say, oh my gosh, it's amazing. This sounds super aligned with what I want to do. And I'd actually like to apply for this role. That way you're more so just starting within a conversation and you can understand understand what they're looking for. And then anyway, you can really go for it. Let me know if that helped. Okay. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. Um, I have time on my calendar. <laughs> it's every Tuesday and I just drop in my weekly wins. Um, another fun thing that I do is I will put in a separate doc, like every the month I'll put like each month and what I'm working on and I actually share it with my manager. So whenever I meet with my manager, I'll say, Hey, this is what I'm working on for the month of April, just so you know. And then I'll keep it updated. So I will have a running tally of all the projects that I worked on, but I also have the weekly wins for myself of all of like the good things that happened that week. Yeah. Any suggestions when you're feeling stuck on what specific career? Okay. 
cool. So I'm going to have a workshop actually um, primarily on changing careers and pivoting careers. But the thing that I would say is when you're feeling stuck, so let's say I'm going to um, interpret it in the sense like you feel stuck in your current job and you want to switch to a new job. So what I like to do with my clients is I say, okay, list out any industry, any role that you're excited about, anything that interests you at all, write it down. What are you excited about industry rise or job wise, right? And then I would do some researching, Googling, read some things to have some more context on it. Maybe there's some fun articles on it. And then I do networking. So I would say, if someone has that job title that you're interested in, I would search in LinkedIn for, let's say, marketing manager or um, customer experience representative or, you know, account management. And I would search their exact title, the exact title they're interested in, in LinkedIn. And I would actually reach out with them and say, hey, I'm looking at, I'm exploring uh, changing careers. I'm super, super curious about your role and what you do and your experience. I love to chat and just learn more about it. And what that will actually do is open up one, for you to build out your network, two, for you to learn more about different roles from different people and their experiences. And it will help you start to hone in on what you do. So a big thing what I do with my clients is I use the skill and the tool of networking to help them with their career changes. So I typically have like a, a framework where I'm like, step one, we identify what you want to do, what you're interested in. Step two, we create a plan for networking in the path forward. Step three, we start to refine it. And then we start to do strategic applications towards it. So that's part of it's part of what I do, but it's um it's definitely doable. Whenever you're feeling stuck, just get curious um, and talk to folks. And they're usually super, super, super helpful and love talking about their experiences and sharing it. Hi. Okay. I, I actually just posted an article. Um, I wrote some, I just posted an article I contributed with um, Welcome to the Jungle, where we talked about different tips and strategies for um, non-native English speakers. So I'll actually send it to you um, via LinkedIn. So you have it. But yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is to practice in the sense of what are the go-to questions that are always going to come in interviews, right? and prepping your answers for those. So maybe it feels more comfortable and you're using that professional jargon that we're used to. And then even just creating like a little mini pitch for yourself of how you say hi and, and introduce yourself so you feel comfortable doing it. The biggest thing that it comes down to is practicing, is practicing so that way you feel comfortable and that way you can layer in all of the professional jargon. And a really big thing that I would always say too is, right, if you have like a friend or a colleague or anyone who can kind of practice with you, that's always, always ideal. So that way you're, you know, it's not just you and your own practicing, but you're also getting feedback from someone else. So when you're going into those interviews or, you know, in those workspaces, you feel super, super prepped. Got it. So they already had their mindset. Okay. So then, yeah, then that's not even a, that's not even a you thing, right? That's something that they kind of already had someone there. So the next thing I would say is, right, um, a big thing about jobs being filled, about 70 to 80% of roles are filled prior to a job being posted. A lot of them are based off of referrals. So what I would say is this versus waiting for a job to open up. If there's a department that you know you want to go after, or there's a role that you know you want to go after, I would I would talk to that manager. I would talk to that department and start to learn more. So that way you're kind of seeding in that 
you yourself wants to be seen for that role. And that way you're really, really starting to get your foot in the door for future opportunities. Okay, I think we're all on the same page. Yes, definitely appropriate. Always think of it that you're coming from a place of curiosity. If you're like, oh, I just want to learn. And if for some reason they're like, oh, no, we can't do that for fairness, X, Y, and Z, just be like, okay, that's totally fine. Well, you know, I'm just interested in general um, of this career path, of this department. I just like to learn more regardless because, right, it's okay for you to want to be curious and, and get educated on something new. Okay. How do we navigate accomplishing the tasks for the next steps? How do we navigate accomplishing the tasks for the next steps for that next level, but then begin? Okay, so I think I think what you're I think the question is um, that you're accomplishing the steps for the next role, but then you're being told, how do you show management that you're able to fill a new role? So my takeaways are, if you are fulfilling your current role and you're fulfilling the steps of the next level, but you need to show your management skills, the thing would be, sometimes we get put, we're sometimes at a point in our career, we're kind of like in doer mode where we just like do and execute things, right? But we have to show our managerial level where hey, I don't just do and execute things. I see big picture and I can strategically plan. So a way I would say that, here are some ideas that come to mind that I usually see that come up, is someone who's so good at executing, so good at doing the things and checking off the stuff off their list of the rules and responsibilities for their role and the role above them. But then the thing that comes up that's next is, okay, the exec team or the higher-ups want to say, okay, we know that you can do stuff. But can you manage a team? Can you see big picture? So how that happens is, what is the company's goals and mission? What is your department goals and mission, right? How does your role and the role that you're trying to go for marry back to that, right? And outside of just doing your tasks and roles and responsibilities, how can you really see big picture of, okay, yeah, I know I have to organize a team meeting. Yeah, I know I have to create this presentation deck. Yeah, I know I have to, you know, um, organize X, Y, and Z documents in there. But how can I really bring new ideas to the department that will help us reach our goals outside of the current framework? So I always like to say, who is thinking creatively when it comes to problem solving, when it comes to innovating, when it comes to moving forward? So let me know if that kind of helps answer that question. The other thing when it comes to management and being a leader, even if you're not currently managing anyone or leading anyone, you can always be a manager or leader in the sense of, hey, we have to get this project done. I'm going to be the driver and say, hey, let's set some time to review the work prior to the meeting being done. I'm going to help drive it by saying, hey, let's check in with everyone. I'm going to drive it by running the meeting. I'm going to drive it by, you know, making sure everyone is getting to where they need to go and answering the questions. So let me know if that, if that helped. Yes. Great question, Alejandra. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I do a child. Yeah. So what I typically do for direct manager, weekly check-in, you can always cancel it if you need to, but weekly check-in with my manager's manager once a month. Because your manager, they got you and everything like that, but you, your manager's manager, right? Your boss's boss 
you're probably not meeting with them as frequently. Um, and if you're not, like if you don't have that much like one-to-one -one conversation or uh, contact, then it's good to try to meet with them monthly. So that way you're also leveling up to them and saying, hey, look at what I'm doing and advocating for them because maybe they don't have this much visibility to you, right? Because of the layers. So it's good to also have them, um, you know, know what's going on with you. And then, yes, I do have a portfolio or some collaborative tools. So you could do one of two things. You could do like a Google slide. You could do a little slide and it's like your current roles and responsibilities and the role that you're going for, right? And the roles and responsibilities there. And you guys can highlight like your three top uh, goals that you want to achieve in order to get there. And you align on it together. Like you align it with your boss and you can align with, it with your boss's boss too if you want. You can bring all three of you in so you're all together. And then on top of that, that's like your big goal. Like we call it like your North Star. So the big goal, your three things to achieve in order to push that over the finish line. And then you have your running dock of like all the things that you do in your day to day of, okay, for the month of April, here are the big projects that I'm getting done for the month of May. You're just keeping track of it. And you're going through that with your boss every single week. And you're going through that with your boss's boss every single month. And you know that those tasks should align with and support your promotion plan of your North star, right? So if you're focusing on tasks that are not aligned with your three big goals, then that's something for you to kind of check and be like, okay, I need to reassess, like, am I putting my time and my effort into things that are really going to move me forward, right? So hopefully that helps. And then, yeah, when it comes to the um, promotion and time, I always work with them. I'm like, hey, my goal is a year. And they might say, hey, a year's not going to happen, but we can give it to you in a year and a half. And as long as you're okay with that, that's totally fine. Um, but you have to come to agreements together because sometimes there's logistics, right, of budgets, um, you know, politics, layers, all the different things. So just making sure that you're on the same page. Um, and then the other thing I would say is do the check-ins. Just be like, I want to make sure I'm on track. Like every, if you want to do it every three months, every uh, every quarter, be like, I just want to make sure we're on track and we have the same goal. Because you might have talked to them about it once, but it's you have to keep coming back up because sometimes there's multiple people on the team. Sometimes there's other things going on. So you just have to make sure you are advocating for yourself. Okay. Need more help with networking? We have a workshop in not next week, but the week after all about networking. It's, it's my heart. It's my jam. So um, happy, happy to help with that. I would just say, think of networking as you're just saying hello. That's how I say you're just saying hi. You're just saying hello. And you're learning more about um, what someone does, what they do, and just come from a place of curiosity. Just talk, network with people you're actually interested to know more about. That's what I always say. Love it. I'm glad. Okay. Awesome. There's nothing wrong with business cards at all. You can totally do it if you want, but if you want to save yourself some paper, I can tell you a little tip and trick that I use um, whenever I'm going to conferences. I'm a bit big advocate for LinkedIn. Can you tell? Um, so what I typically will do is if I'm right there with someone, I will just connect and add them on LinkedIn. I'll be like, oh my gosh, so great meeting you at the Latinas in Tech Summit. So I'll even just have like a little mini blurb saved of like, so great seeing you at the summit. Add, and that's it. And they'll know. And that way you can kind of keep everyone there. If you're like, oh my gosh, I need to, you know, talk about my business or something more specific, go ahead and you can definitely do that too. Great. I love it. I'm glad everyone's super excited. Okay. So I'm, I know we're at 35 minutes. I'm going to do like five more minutes of questions. 
And if I don't get to you, I'll message you um, in the next 24 hours. Ah, I love it. Yes. Advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm all about that empowerment. Okay, great. Amazing. Okay. Yes. Okay. How do you start the conversation without sounding like you're giving them an ultimatum specifically when you, okay, great. So you don't have to make it sound like an ultimatum. I'm not even into ultimatums. I totally get where you're coming from. You always say, you can always come from a place of, this is my goal. This is where I'm looking to get to. I'd like to get to it with you. What is the path forward? This is what I think the path forward would be. What does it look to you? And then you see what they say, right? Because they're going to, they're going to say, oh my gosh, if you want to get to this goal and that's your, that's your dream, that's your ideal, right? How can we help you get there? And they should be able to give you feedback with that. If they don't have a plan, like that's some feedback there. And if you have another offer on the table, you can come from it as this, again, not ultimatum. You can say, listen, I really, really enjoy my time here at this company and working together. This other offer has come um, and presented itself on the table. And, you know, it's hard to say no to because it's a promotion, it's more money, whatever the details are. Um, but this is where I'm currently at at our company. Where's the room to meet this offer? And now you're not giving it an ultimatum. You're also being like, this is where I'm trying to go or this is where I'm currently being offered. What can we do in order to meet us there? And then you wait and you see because for the companies who are going to try to make that happen, they'll make it happen. And if they can't for some reason, you ask them why you find out. X, Y, and Z, that's also feedback for you to kind of say, okay, like what, what feels right to me, right? Um, it has to, it has to make sense for you from a values and non-negotiable standpoint. Okay. Yeah. So the session is being recorded. So after this session, you'll be able to access the event and the replay will be available. The slides won't be available, but you'll be able to at least access um, the slides via the replay. Okay. Mm -hmm. For your wins. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, for my weekly wins and my monthly reports of what I'm doing in my projects, I keep it pretty simple for myself. It's whatever works best for you. So for my weekly ones, I have in a Google doc that's shared with my manager or sorry, weekly ones are for myself. So I have those in a doc for myself. And then um, my monthly reports of my projects, I have it in a shared Google doc with my manager. Um, depending on whatever it is that your preference is, other folks have used in the past, like Asana as a project management tool, um, money.com is a project management tool. And those are tools that you can actually keep track of your projects in there. Some companies actually have standardized uh, project management tools that they, that they use. So I would say that, and then you can always track your timing in there too, of like how long things take for you to do. Um, for this one, I'm not fully sure. So I will reach out later to see some more details on it. Oh my gosh. I'm glad this was great info. Okay. Oh yes. I love this. Thank you, Sammy, for sharing this. So you can even do a LinkedIn QR code. 
That's amazing. So there you go for the business card question. If you want to save yourself some paper, you can even do this. Okay. I've heard a lot of employers are looking at your LinkedIn profile and see what you do and your accomplishments. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So LinkedIn is just think of it as like a billboard or a website and it is a great place to highlight what you're doing. Right. So, um, you can revamp your LinkedIn to say what industries you're focused in, to, you know, put more so of your personality, to put more so of like your, you know, accomplishments, all of those things. So um, if this is something of interest, I'm going to throw this out there and go ahead and reply in the comments. I will potentially do a workshop on LinkedIn branding. So talking about summaries for your LinkedIn, maybe how to set up your bio, all that stuff. So if that is of interest, just drop in there um, LinkedIn profile workshop in the comments and I can do a workshop like that, or you can even message me on LinkedIn and I will happily start to work on one of those. Um, but yeah, that's, this is a great place in order to set yourself up for success, not even just for your current, um, employer for future employers for everything. Awesome. Sharon wants to connect. Okay. Everyone connect. I love it. Okay. Great question. So if a specific company um, that you're interested in, right? So you have a target company, but they don't have an open role. Um, so you take a step down. Now, hmm, this is... Uh, <laughs> Okay, everyone's the LinkedIn profile. I see. I love it. Okay, we'll, we'll do that. Um, this is a great question. So this is a personal preference. If you want to take a step down in order to then move up, the things that I would make sure I'd be super, super clear on if you're taking this role, right, is you would have to say, hey, I'm super excited about this role. What is the opportunity for growth and to move up if they were offering the role, right? Or while you're even interviewing, what is the opportunity for growth and to move up? And what is that path forward? Because some companies might say, oh, yeah, you can be in this role, but it takes X, Y, and Z time to get to the next one. Or they might say, you can be in this role and then, yeah, we'll like let you go right away. And you have to just check with yourself that you're okay with that if that's your passion company that you want to work for, right? Um, the other thing I would just even ask HR is you can say like, hey, oh my gosh, apply for the role or just even reach out to HR directly in LinkedIn and say, I'm super, super passionate about this company. I love to learn more about the opportunities that are coming up, or I only see this current role open, but I'm looking for more roles in this area. What do you think is the best path forward? Should I wait it out or should I apply for this role? So that one's more of a personal one. I am so tough on myself. I would be like, okay, I'm just going to interview with HR and the, and the, and the director of that uh, department and learn more. That's usually my go-to. And that's usually what I tell my clients is, just go straight to the source and see what's up. Okay. Everyone wants this one. Okay. Great. Business cards. Digital business cards. Look at that. That's great. Thank you, Danny Gomez. And then for the LinkedIn profile, people are like, yes, yes, yes. Okay. We're going to do it. Okay. Everyone wants a LinkedIn profile. We're doing it. And then, yes. Okay. And the networking one is going to be in two weeks. Lovely. 
So I'm gonna, this is the last question I'm answering because I'm a little bit over on question answering and then we're gonna go. Um, do you endorsements matter on LinkedIn? If so, what's, okay, great. This is a great question. So the recommendation section on LinkedIn, yes, it's beautiful, it's helpful. Um, it's great because let's say like a recruiter is looking at your LinkedIn or even a potential interviewer or a potential manager. It's great for them to see, hey, Oh my gosh, super amazing. Look at these awesome reviews from either current or past um, coworkers that have, you know, given you feedback and super easy. The best way to ask for a recommendation is to give a recommendation. So if you want to endorse someone else, um, typically they'll endorse you right back. Or you can even just say like, hey, you know, I'm working on my LinkedIn. I'm revising it. I love, if anything comes naturally to you that you'd like to support, I'd love for you to endorse me and I'll endorse you back. So Give and you shall receive majority of the time. Um, give and take community. And also you can just network with some people and learn some more about what they do and see how they can help. Lovely. We have another one for connect stronger together. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So I'm going to wrap this up really quickly. Thank you so much for all of your questions. If I did not answer your question, please direct message me on LinkedIn, your question, and I will happily answer in the next 24 hours. So if I did not answer your question, direct message me on LinkedIn. I will happily answer in 24 hours. Amazing. So if you want to work with me um, outside of this workshop, I am a leadership and career coach. I typically work in a private container. I coach one-on-one with women of color looking for a career pivot or a promotion. Typically, we work with in three to six months. And how do I do it? The skill of networking. Can you tell current theme? Um, I help you network your way to any job you want, even with unconventional background. I don't care what your degree is, what your past industries are. We will help create a plan in order to use the tool of networking to help get you into the spaces that you need to be in. And why do I do this? Because growing up as a woman of color, I did not have the role models or the support that I needed for my own career growth. So I just worked my way towards it. And I I figured out a plan. And I want to help everyone else get there faster than I did, easier, safer, more seamlessly and secure. And it's just time for that to change. And my overall goal is I want more women of color leaders in six-figure and C-suite roles because yes, 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 that is what matters. So if you're curious about working with me, um, please DM me. If you're just even curious, just say hello. Um, as Martha just said, I'm very, very good at replying to messages. I reply to everyone. Um, I've never not replied to a single person. So that's what I'll tell you. Um, love it. And then join our community. Join Latina Professionals community. Go to the website. Join. We have a membership. Um, say hello. I'm here every single Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 4 p.m. Pacific time on LinkedIn Live via Latino Career Connect. And then I'm going to drop into the comment section after I log off, because once I log off, I'm able to drop in the comments. Um, I'll drop in a link of how you can connect with me. Um, and you can join the Bit and Promotion email series. That series is my email series where you can talk about um, and learn more about how to work with me, my story, um, and tips and tricks on how to accelerate your career. Also, you're offering something pretty awesome, which I'm going to drop to the comments after I um, hang this up, which is we will offer one person um, a 45-minute career consultation with me for free if you submit um, a testimonial. So I'm going to submit a link if you upload a video of what you thought of the workshop today. Just give us your feedback. We love to know. We're going to go through and pick out one lucky winner. And that person will be announced at the end of May. So you have the entire day of work. 
both your way. So even if you watch the replay, you're told to do it too. Amazing. So I love it. Thank you so much, everyone. It's been a pleasure. Like always, we went really over today, but I want to answer all of your questions because they're amazing. And together we are stronger and I love it. All right. Bye. Thank you so much.